welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. I'm Callan, and we are on book three out of four, finally, for Twilight. We have read Eclipse, and that's what this episode's about. Eclipse is my least favorite of these books, I think. Can I say that for the first half, I was like, is this book a four star? And right when I put it down for the night and dwelled on that, I was like, this might be my favorite. I picked it up the next day and the immediate chapter after that, I was like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I gave the f- it two. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> because the first half of this book, barely any Bella, you know, being her, it's a lot of other people's stories, whether it's the werewolves or Jasper or Rosalie, and I liked that. And then the next chapter, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> and then after that, Bella just didn't shut the fuck up. So I was like, all right, well, we are back to not liking this again. <laughs> My notes uh, quickly devolved. Mm-hmm. And if in the beginning, they were like full sentences. And I was like, all right, let's discuss this. Let's think about this. And then at the end, I was just like, Bella, no. Yeah. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am so excited to be done with Twilight. <laughs> I have not had a five-star or four-star read in a very long time. I read the Atlas series at the beginning of this year. Or beginning of this year, it's February. But I read the Atlas series at the beginning of January. And I gave them all five stars. And since then, I've just been reading nothing but Twilight. And I do miss a book that I like. <laughs> the I read two books since, and well, you know, one was then was Powerless, which we know was not good for us. Mm-hmm. I read two other books, and they were three stars for me. We so. need to find better books to read. I know. First of all, my prediction of this being half in Edward Jacobs. <laughs> no, it's actually Breaking Dawn that is that book. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. I didn't know it last time either. But Yeah, it's oh. actually Breaking Dawn, which... I just thought you were completely wrong. I thought <laughs> that the last chapter of being Jacob's perspective... was, was me thinking it was a third yeah. of the book. No, it's, it's, um, it's Breaking Dawn. And that makes sense because it's when she's pregnant and she's like completely delusional. And Jacob and Edward have a lot of conversations. Spoiler. That is my favorite part of this book. Me too. Jacob and Ed. I could read an entire book on them bantering back and forth. I had one moment towards the very end that I was like, this is my favorite moment in this book. And it was like one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. I'm excited to hear what it is. Yeah. If we want to jump right in. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Can I just share my first note? Absolutely. Okay. All right. We had just finished recording New Moon. I'm in bed. I got to set the scene. My note is January 23rd at 1024 p.m. I literally have no idea what this is about, but here I go. (laughs) Here I go. Jumping in. (laughs) Beautiful. I had my salt lamp on. I was ready. (laughs) Oh, so a lot of my notes in this book are about Bella's just aversion to getting married to Edward, despite the fact that in the first book, she was like, should we get married? It tracks, though. I think in the first book, it was out of character because she was kind of, like, desperate to just, I don't know, like, be loved or something. Mm -hmm. But it very – her reasoning tracks because Renee, Mm -hmm. mother of the year. But it makes sense to me. I hate how she's so against marriage, but she's doing it anyway. 
Yes. That is my big note throughout this entire book. So I'll just sum it up right there. Mm-hmm. I do not like that. You are 18 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a note towards the very end, and I was basically like, I can't help but feel that like if this is how we feel about marrying our partner, then maybe we should think twice about this relationship. Yeah. I, I think I have a note at the end that says something like, that's not what marriage is. Yeah. So... Okay. Wait. <laughs> Remember I did the poll on the gram, mm-hmm. on the paperback besties gram. Follow paperback besties on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> I have the results. I asked oh. team Edward or team Jacob. Totally forgot till right now. Screenshotted it. Got to find it. I have a lot of pictures of my dog on my phone. Okay. That's important. It is very important. Okay. So I only did team Edward, team Jacob. I did not personally participate in this because I'm team no one, but I'm I wanted to Edward. keep- I wanted to keep it authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Team Edward won 66% to 34%. Someone did message me, though, that they clicked Team Jacob so enthusiastically that it should count for two. So maybe that percentage is skewed a little bit. I voted. Oh, good <laughs> for you. I'm Team Edward. I'm Team No One. I thought I was um, Team Edward, but now I'm Team Get the Fuck Out. Get some vitamin D and go to therapy, heal your inner child, and date around. Find someone new. Marry when you're 28 yeah. or 35. Who gives a fuck? Or don't marry at all or and don't. just have a life partner. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think Bella's whole shtick is that she just so desperately wants to be involved in something. Yes. Like supernatural or exciting. It makes her different. Yes. And she's like, I don't know. She's attaching herself to anything that she can to be involved and i'm like girl get a hobby love yourself yes that's the most important thing the exciting supernatural thing in your own life you know get a tarot deck yeah (laughs) i have one charge it in the full moon same thing as a werewolf my first note is on page six (laughs) (laughs) um bella is shuddering at calling edward her fiance again despite accessing for marriage seven months ago and that is a common theme throughout this book and that's the very first note i have i said shut up Mm. she said ugh I shuddered away from the thought I said grow up (laughs) yeah she needs to grow up and not get married yeah page 10 (laughs) so Charlie is talking to her about she's not grounded anymore and then he says to her for a teenager you're amazingly non-whiny and I said since when (laughs) did you read New Moon Charlie no. <laughs> well, Bella didn't speak for the last six That's months. That's true. That's true. She's very whiny in this book. She's the, the second whiniest. half of it, I can't. And then page 11 is my next note. Is it about oh, Jessica? Wow. Yes. I'm like, can you blame Jessica? <laughs> what did she say? Charlie's, he's like, I think you need more balance in your life. You just hang out with your boyfriend, which yeah. And he's like, when's the last time you spoke to Angela Weber? And I've always been a fan of Angela. And so has Bella, apparently. And she then thinks, I like to think of the groups of those groups as good versus evil. Us versus them worked too. The good guys were Angela, her steady boyfriend, Ben, and Mike Newton. These three all had very generously forgiven me for going crazy when Edward left. Lauren was the evil core of the them side. And almost everyone else, including my first friend in Forks, Jessica Stanley, who seemed content to go along with the anti-Bella agenda. No shit. You gave her every fucking reason to. And also, she's like, everyone's generously forgiven me for going crazy. Have you apologized? No, she hasn't. She has not. Why? So, 
I don't know. It's just yeah. you don't just you don't just deserve forgiveness. Like you and should it's like oh like my boyfriend's back. I'm fine now. It's not how this works. I would also not want to be your friend if that was right. the way that you behaved. And then I have another note on page twelve. Oh great. <laughs> my note is thank you, Charlie. In reference to the line, I don't think you should dump all of your other friends for your boyfriend, Bella. It's not nice, and I think your life would be better balanced if you kept some other people in it. Thank you, Charlie. Father of the year, Charlie Swan. Yes. Although I'm not like a huge fan of him later in this book, but oh, same. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in this moment, I'm still yes. a fan of Charlie. Yes. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. the first chapter, we, you know, we recap everything that just happened. She's trying to apply to colleges. She's like, I'm not a big fan of this, blah, blah, blah. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. Chapter two, Bella goes to school and makes plans with Angela. Alice sees something at lunch. And then my next note is on page 37. So Alice said, or Alice and Angela are like, oh, you're not grounded anymore. Well, this is great. We have to go out to celebrate. And Bella said, you have no idea how good that sounds. And I was like, since when? Well, I think she's just doing it again because of that conversation here with she had with charlie earlier where it's like oh it's to get charlie off my back i don't care about any of these they don't have a penis and they're not supernatural except alice but you know yeah and then like as they're talking about like oh what could we go do you know it'll be so exciting if we go to this we go shopping whatever and she's like my attention drifted and i just was like shut up like if you're you don't actually care about these friends it's just bella not caring about her friends over and over again i know and then she is like testing Edward or she's mad at Edward because Alice saw something at lunch and he's not telling her what it is. And she's like prying and prying and prying. And then they're driving home with Edward and Alice in the car. And she said on page 42, I stopped listening after a minute because they're just like talking about nothing. I stopped listening for a minute, (laughs) letting her quick voice become just a hum in the background as I settled into my patient mode. And I said, what does that look like? I wonder. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I was just being really snarky because I was immediately annoyed with Bella in this chapter. And then she's talking about her mom and Phil. Whole paragraph where she's talking about that and she's like, you know, it's like my mother to forget exactly how paralyzed she was by heights until she was already strapped to the parachute and dive instructor. You know, I was a little frustrated with Phil, her husband of almost two years for allowing that one. I would have taken better character. I knew her so much better. That is not your job. That was my note. That is Renee's job. Yeah. Renee is a grown woman and she can take care of herself. Correct. <laughs> she said, I was a very different person than my mother, the responsible one. And I was like, right, like the parent in right. this relationship. That's not okay, Bella. And then my next note is on page 50. Me too. Where she says, I needed therapy. And I said, yes, you do. <laughs> She said, mine is a little bit farther up in that same sentence, basically, which was, my imagination was sadly out of control. I'd taken a perfectly normal afternoon and twisted it until it looked like Edward was going out of his way to keep things from me. I needed therapy. And I said, correct. The plot point is that Edward's like, oh, Alice just saw like something about Jasper. It's like nothing to do with you, which was a lie, but still. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I was so crazy that I thought it was about me. And I'm like, you think everything's about you, Bella. That's yeah. your whole thing. Right. Everything's about you and everything's your fault, which we know I don't like. My well, next I agree on- with her sometimes that most of yeah. this is her fault, but you know, whatever. Yeah. There's this whole dynamic with them at the beginning of this book where like Edward is not allowing her to go places. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think that's my next note actually where I said, not a fan. Not a fan. They do that a yeah. lot. On page 56, He's basically telling her that she can't go to this party at La Push 
And she said it was just like with Charlie before, just like being treated as a misbehaving child. I gritted my teeth together so I wouldn't start shouting. I didn't want to fight with Edward too. I'm just like, I'm not a fan of this. This is controlling and I don't like it. But then he comes around though and he eventually realizes that she's safe there and he comes around. So it's like, okay, the only character with growth this entire series appears to be Edward, but. Yep. Which I think is why I like him. Still a little too much. I have a note on page 56 as well when Edward mentioned the thing about the plane tickets Mm. to Florida to Charlie and she's like mad at him like how would you how dare you do that like I didn't want to fight with Charlie and he said nobody said that you had to and she says I can't help myself when he gets bossy like that bossy he's your dad my natural teenage instincts overpower me and I said, I will never for the life of me understand what Edward sees in this girl. No. <laughs> She's literally <laughs> immature. She was like, Dad, I can do what I want. If you don't let me go, I'm going to move out. And I was like, grow up. And in Edward's, you're 18, vamp- but yeah. no. in Edward's vampire world, he's like 80 years old. Yeah. So we have this conversation. And then we go back to Charlie on page 59. And he tries to have a sex talk with her. So she's, like, really embarrassed, and Edward, like, kind of hears Charlie's thoughts before he drives, you know, before mm-hmm. they pull into the house, and he's kind of, like, yeah. chuckling, and he thinks it's funny. I agree, this is funny. And she's like, oh, my God, Dad, don't have this conversation. I'm so – he's like, I'm just as embarrassed as you are. And she's like, I don't think that's humanly possible. Anyway, Mom beat you to the punch about 10 years ago. You're off the hook. 10 years ago, Bella was 8 years old. Why was Renee having a sex talk with her 8-year-old child? I mean, you have, like, the period talk with your 8-year-old. You don't have... Yeah. You can wait a little bit. The P and the V talk with yeah. your 8-year-old. Yeah, if you, you do, I don't know. Let me know how that goes. I'm interested in I don't... positive sex for everyone, but I think there's an age limit. But I don't have kids, nor do I plan on it. So someone this let me true. know. <laughs> this is true. My, my kids are cats, and they're both fixed. So yeah. they don't have to worry about that. Anyway, then they go down to Florida to see Renee. And over I have a weekend, a- which to me is bananas because you're flying across the country for a casual yeah. weekend trip, but whatever. And I have a note before that, though. Oh, great. Sorry. Just about, I think she still wanted to go to Kinla Push or something. Yeah, she's. I don't know. Stamping anyway, Edward, it. like, dismantled her car. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. That is a, That is crossing a boundary. There's a line and he crossed it. And then I have another note on page 64. She said Charlie offered to let – oh, she was trying to go to La Push that night to visit, and Edward took apart her car, and he was like, oh, I'll put it back together for school in the morning. So then she went back in. She was like, fuck it, whatever. And then Charlie's like, oh, do you want to take my cruiser? And she's like, nah, I'm tired, night. And then she stamped my way – stamped? How about you stomp your way up the stairs? Edward was like, I know if you're mad at me, don't leave your window open. But if you aren't mad at me, like, leave your window open. So she opened her window. And even though she's pissed at him. And I'm like, no, you should be pissed at him. Bella cannot spend any moments by herself ever in her life. No. Be mad at your boyfriend who took apart your car so you couldn't go visit your friend. No. I mean, yes. Okay. Absolutely, yes. That not, not no to that point. That's a fair point, And you're correct. I am fully – I haven't gotten to this note yet, but I am fully under the pre- impression that Bella is cheating on Edward with Jacob the entire book, whether or not she knows it or not. Because oh, yeah. I am uncomfortable as not somebody in this relationship. If somebody that I was in a relationship with was, like, having this best friend who we all knew was in love with them and they were, like, cuddling and stuff – Mm-hmm. privately and she or he was like trying to get away from me all the time to go spend time with that person privately i would be super uncomfortable with that yes 
I wouldn't disassemble their car. I would probably break up with them and cry about it. But I wouldn't, like, you know, not a, in a vampire situation. But, like, she's completely cheating on Edward with this. And she's like, no, we're just friends. I'm like, you're an idiot. This is, I'm, no, it's not a good right. trouble. Okay. Motive. Now we're in Florida. Great, sorry. Now we're in Florida. My first note is on page 66 when Edward calls Renee's mind childlike. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> and I was like, agreed, but. I don't need to read minds to know that. <laughs> She's, like, walking down the beach talking to Renee, which is kind of an okay scene, but Renee's still annoying. And her mom is talking about how their relationship with her relationship with Edward is more serious than she was expecting. And Bella says, I wondered if Renee was about to give me a lecture on responsibility, too. I didn't mind that the way I had with Charlie. It wasn't embarrassing with my mom. After all, I'd been the one giving her that lecture time and time again in the last 10 years. Again, your job. 10 years ago, Bella was eight years old. <laughs> You were lecturing your mother on responsibility at eight? And then my note is on 69, Mm -hmm. where they were leaving, and she said, other than her, Renee's, worries about me, she seemed happy enough, content. She still looked at Phil with goo-goo eyes, and that was comforting. Surely her life was full and satisfying. Surely she wouldn't miss me that much even now. Wonderful. Great. (laughs) Good for Renee. (laughs) And I know Bella's looking at this like, one last person to worry about but i don't know bella (laughs) fine fine (laughs) moving on moving on (laughs) jacob shows up for like the first time Mm -hmm. and his entrance into this book his entrance into this book um he shows up at school i think and she's like i notice how their eyes widen as they took her classmates in all six foot seven inches of jacob's long body muscled up in the way no normal 16 and a half year old should have ever been i saw those eyes rake over his tight black t-shirt short-sleeved though the day was unseasonably cold his ragged and grease smeared jeans and the glossy black bike he leaned against their eyes didn't linger on his face something about his expression had them glancing away quickly and i noticed the wide berth everyone gave him the bubble of space that no one dared to encroach on but anyway, I was like, how the fuck was I team Edward? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a literal child, though. Because he's a literal child, but, like, I... In the same scene, right? He's, like, out here bickering. And my note is on page 82. <laughs> his personality yeah. is annoying. Yeah, his personality is very immature. But aesthetically, physically, my book type. Okay. <laughs> 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 fine good for you I, don't know. I think since he didn't speak yet i was like Ooh. <laughs> they're like bickering and everyone's bickering and edward's like she can't go see you and jacob's like overprotective isn't he and this whole yes. stuff a little trouble makes life fun let me guess you're not allowed to have fun are you and no. she's like shut up jake jacob laughed that sounds like a no hey if you ever feel like having a life again you could come see me i've still got your motorcycle in my garage and i'm like jacob is being a literal child right now and he i'm is. over it but he's serving points, though. I mean, yeah, but he's being annoying about it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, very, he's very immature. He's very 16. If he just, like, stopped talking. We're in class, and the boys are, boys in class are making bets on who would take each other in a fight, which is very... Very meta. high school. Very high school. Yeah. Then they're in class, and they pass notes back and forth, and we learn that Victoria got very close, and the wolves were chasing her, and the vampires were chasing her, and everybody was chasing her, and she got away again. And I don't really feel like James was that big of a threat in the first book if we could capture him in the course of four days. And Victoria, we've been chasing for two years. Especially, I'm just stuck with the image of James on a plane. (laughs) 
just seems very non-threatening to me. <laughs> Those big old red eyes. Had to go through TSA. I keep picturing Victoria just like swimming around like a shark. Like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Every time it said she swam off, I thought of you. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't handle it. It's like, what are we doing? What is happening in this world? Don't go near the beach. There's vampires out there. <laughs> so 95, Edward has to go hunt or whatever. And she's talking about he promised he'd change me himself whenever I want it, just as long as I married him first. Sometimes no. I wondered if he was only pretending that he couldn't read my mind. How else had he struck upon the one condition that I would have had trouble accepting, the one condition that would slow me down? All in all, it was a very bad week, and today was the worst day in all. It was always a bad day when Edward was away. And I was like, that's just so dumb. And then on 95, he leaves a note for her. I'll be back so soon. You won't have time to miss me. Look after my heart. I've left it with you. My other note again is this is dumb. And I'm just thinking it's so dumb to me. And I think I wrote this at like 1130 at night. So this may or may not make sense. I might have to rephrase. It's so dumb to me and makes no sense that Bella, who cannot be alone, has a fear of marriage, yet is fine with only becoming a vampire for this man. It's essentially the same thing, but becoming a vampire is more permanent and long term. Like, she can't just divorce him or undo that she – if she got married to him as a human, like, she can just be like, we're out. Like, I don't know if he's registered with the state or something. I don't know if they can go and, like, divorce, but they could just go and divorce. And as a vampire, you can't undo that unless you die. So she can't just, like, divorce him. She'll just have to go fuck off and be a vampire somewhere else because the family's going to side with Edward. So mm -hmm. especially since the rest of the page – She's talking about how she hates when he's gone. It doesn't, it doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Right. No. I'm just kind of lost. No, I completely agree. Because I, I think that even if you have some weird, like, aversion to getting married when you're 18, if you want to turn into a vampire when you're 18 and essentially spend the rest of, you can't even say your life, like, your existence, like, could be hundreds of mm -hmm. years with this person. What is the difference if you're right. legally married or not? If you know that it means a lot to him that you yeah. are and it essentially doesn't really mean anything to you but you're still like committing to more than a marriage with this person right what's the difference especially when they're like oh we could just elope i'm like you could just elope like obviously like they choose not to because of alice or whatever but i'm like mm -hmm. if your partner wants something and you kind of don't care about it then like help your partner out. you know what i mean like but she does she cares so much about it she doesn't want to get married but like girl but she wants to – yeah, it just it, – because I think it's your point where she just wants to belong somewhere, but she doesn't want to get married. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, just don't do any of this. Like, I know people who are together and they don't want to be married, but they're – it's because that doesn't matter to them. Yeah, to both of them. But they don't want to be vampires. So. <laughs> I think – what was it? Is it this book or the last book where she was like, I'm not that girl that gets married when I'm 18. That was the last book, yeah. yeah I'm like, you literally are, though. You're trying to spend yeah, the rest of your you existence are. with this person. You're trying to live forever with this person. That's essentially marriage, but, like, you guys yeah. would have to file separate taxes. So, like, what's the, the difference? You're the girl who drops all of her friends for her boyfriend. So what's the difference of not being the girl who gets married when she's 18? Like, I think that's just her mom's trauma coming down on her but I'm, well, she, I'm good she goes to work and then they're like oh we're you know we're too slow we don't need you so she gets like relieved of work and then she's like i'm gonna go see jacob spontaneously and like runs away and goes mm -hmm. to jacob and then they walk along the beach and they cuddle a lot and they hold hands and they're talking about werewolf floor and basically like why they recap the entire plot of new moon mm -hmm. and then they 
he's like, why does they need to exist? And basically he's being just a proper dick about everything and calling them like unnatural. And he's just like really rude. And he's like mean to her. And she'll be like, oh, um, my note on page 110, which is the line like, he's like, oh, is that what it comes down to? Like, you just like him for his looks. She said, don't be stupid. And he said, is it the money then? She's like, that's nice. I muttered, getting up from the tree. I'm flattered that you think so much of me. And I'm like, this is where Jacob is a child. And I don't understand why we like him. But also later on in this chapter, like multiple times, he'll say something and she'll be like, that's not funny or whatever. Like, stop saying that. And he's like, oh, come on. I didn't mean it. And that happens Mm -hmm. like four or five times. And I'm like, I'm over it. And then she's like, oh, haha, I know. And then like he smiles and she smiles. (laughs) She just keeps And just does it again two two pages later. Right. He's kind of manipulating in that way. And she's like, oh, haha, like I'll forgive you. And he's like, I knew you would forgive me because I've done it this whole entire book. Oh, come on. And he'll literally say that. And she's like, I'm going to leave. And then he's like, don't leave. And she's like, okay, I won't. And then he puts his arm around her and she's like, I feel better now. I'm like, yeah. Also on page 111, she said that he sounds older like a parent or a teacher. I always miss those. I never will. <laughs> and then she, the last paragraph of the chapter, she says, because Jacob is talking about how he feels pain and he's, he's like really sad and he's just mm-hmm. expressing whatever. She said, this is why I was here. This is why I would take whatever reception waited for me when I got back, meaning like Edward being mad at her. Because underneath all the anger and sarcasm, Jacob was in pain. Right now, it was very clear in his eyes. I didn't know how to help him, but I knew I had to try. It was more that I, than that I owed him. It was because his pain hurt me too. Jacob had become a part of me, and there was no changing that now. I said, so it almost feels like Bella is caring about her friend in these moments because, not really because at the end of the day, they're in pain, but because it affects her. Right. <laughs> and she feels guilt of her own pain driving her. It's never a selfless act of friendship or support. Right. And she, like, has to clarify, like, oh, it's very clear I had to try to help him. It was not just because he was hurting. It's also because I was hurting. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, maybe that's not what she's trying to say, but, like, that's what I'm picking and up. That's how it's coming across. Yeah. It's like, I hurt him and I owed it to him to make it up to him because that wasn't fair. It's not like that. It's like, I hurt him and it's affecting me now. But it's, like, in these scenes where he's, like, talking about Sam and Quill or whoever imprinting on a two-year-old <laughs> fucked up. I'm, like, oh, okay, like, I'm in all that. That's juicy. Like, I want to know everybody's life except the people in this book. I want to know all the side characters. Like, I'm wondering, like, what's Jessica up to? You know, when the whole fight was happening. Like, I would love to see, like, uh, what's happening on the other side of Forks right now. And it would just be funny to know that they're, like, at a diner drinking a milkshake. Yeah, and then watching a movie. Like, what the fuck and like is side up with by Bella side. and Edward? Like they're in love with each other. Yeah, I think they're getting married. <laughs> I want to be a part of that conversation. Right, I don't want to be in those conversations. They like go to a shiny diner at like one a.m. and order a burger after they saw like a midnight showing of like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonder what that must be like as a teenager. Yet again on one sixteen. I know I'm skipping back, but not really. He says something mean about Edward, and she rips mm-hmm. her hand away from him. And this is where I have my note about the fact that this is very clearly cheating in my brain. Yeah. It's too physical. It's too physical. And we, like, know very clearly that he has feelings for her. And he has right. told her this. And she's like, oh, I don't have feelings for you either. And it's like, okay, but then, like, set a boundary, Bella, and stick with yeah. it. Yeah. That's when I go back to the a note I had on New Moon, where I was like, I, I, she at least tells him, like, I don't feel this way about you, like, three different times and he's like that's okay or I'll keep trying or whatever he says like okay that's fine Bella then set her boundary but her actions don't 
enforce the boundary. Right. And and it's it's different than what she's saying. She can be like, I don't like you. And like, I think later on, that's when he's like, you love me. You know it. It's like, I can kind of see where he's coming from because she's showing affection, mm-hmm. even though she's fighting it. So yeah, I guess now I see where he's coming from there. I didn't, but now I do. No, I understand it, especially yeah. because he's a 16 year old boy. Like I right. can't. He's a 16-year-old boy hanging right. out with an 18-year-old girl. He thinks he's hot shit. She's literally flirting with him. She's literally, like, letting him, Touching like, him. Touch him, touching mm-hmm. his face, putting their arms around each other, giggling at his jokes, like, excited to see him running away from her boyfriend to see him. Like, to him, this is, like, a hot yeah. relationship. And to her, she's like, oh, it's my best friend that I could totally see myself marrying and having children with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Let's not do this. Or do it and then break up with your boyfriend because this is a shitty thing to do. Right. And he's not aging. Yes. And she's aging slowly and she's freaking out about that. And she's like, just shut up. This is so unfair. And he goes, did you seriously just stomp your foot? Point Jacob in that scene because he's correct. Yes. (laughs) I I have a note for that because I just said in all caps, Bella, oh my God, this is literally not about you. Right. She's like, am I the only one who has to get old? <laughs> I was like, grow up. This is so unfair. Oh, I'm like, shut up. I would hate her. And then he says physically, like his physical body grew up. That's why he's like so big and tough looking. Mm-hmm, he said yeah. on 120, physically, I'm probably like 25 or something. And she's like, 25 or something. And I said, but still mentally 16, Bella. Don't get any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> My note is on page 123 where he's talking about imprinting and he goes, he says it's a little bit more powerful than love at first sight, more absolute. And she goes, she thinks he's joking. And she's like, you're serious, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I am. Cause she's like, love at first sight, but more powerful. My voice still sounded dubious and he could hear that. And I'm just like, Bella, you literally said, I love you to your boyfriend the second date. It was essentially love at first sight with you. And here you're like, oh, love at first sight. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not the I'm girl who cold. gets married. I'm just the girl who <laughs> spends the rest of her life with the boy that she, the first person she ever kissed. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lame. And again, that's fine. But she's trying to be like, oh, I'm so cool. I don't believe in love at first sight. That's so dumb. And it's like you literally, now your words, again, aren't matching up with your actions but in a flippy floppy way this is what i mean when i'm like i literally hate her like yeah all of my notes are like bella shut up yeah and then a few paragraphs down he's telling them about how emily and leah and sam were dating but then sam imprinted on emily and she's like blah blah sam and emily were utterly right together and i'm just like you hung out with them twice like you don't know them you don't like even though you want to be a part of something so bad like you don't know them i can't imagine sam without emily it's like you because you didn't know sam before you knew emily like when sam like (laughs) shut up she just needs to be involved everything's about her it's so annoying i know and i think about myself at 18 and i'm like was i like this i was like reading this being like this is amazing this is i know like phenomenal five-star literature and like maybe, <laughs> maybe it is um no comment next chat my next note <laughs> i can't stand her i can't i'm so bad it's just she's just a pick me girl she's the which i don't know if i know the actual definition of but like i feel like this is it i agree 
Because everything, literally everything is about Bella. Mm-hmm. The getting old comment or like the, the even just like commenting on Sam and Emily, like, well, I can't imagine them to, uh, without each other. It's like, true, yeah. this is not about you. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally someone else's love story. This is about Sam, Emily, and Leah and the whole fucked up situation yeah. that is. You are not involved in You're this. not involved. You're just hearing that information being like, wow, that's crazy. So she's like asking in so many words if Jacob is imprinted on her at the end of yeah. page 124. Or I think I got the vibe she was just asking in general because she was about ready to be mad jealous. Oh, probably. I don't think she would have been able to handle. She was asking both. He's like, no, Sam and Jared are the only ones who have been printed. And she goes, hmm. I said, trying to sound only politely interested. I was relieved and I tried to explain my reaction to myself. I decided I was just glad he didn't claim there was some mystical, wolfy connection between the two of us. Our relationship was confusing enough as it was. I didn't need any more of the supernatural than I already had to deal with. You made it confusing yourself. My note was literally no comment. She probably would have liked to blame the imprinting thing on it, but it's just her own fault. Could you imagine if he had imprinted on her? Because I bet I you like that Bella would've... would not leave Edward. She would just keep dragging everybody along and ruining everyone's lives. I don't think she would have been happy if he said yes to either of those. She would have been happy if he imprinted on her because exactly what you just said. She wouldn't leave Edward. She would just string him along and we'd do this for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And she also wouldn't have been happy if he imprinted on someone else because it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Like she just wanted to keep it where she has a claim on him. Mm-hmm. And nothing was like absolute. And then whatever, I'll come back next time. He's away. And he's like, away? That's a nice way to describe what they're doing. Disgusting parasites. And she's like, ugh. And I'm like, he's done this like six times in a row. It's like, (laughs) this is not a healthy relationship. Even like a friendship, like this person's annoying and you're rude. Like even if I like something and you don't like it, like your friend wouldn't just be constantly razzing on that thing because you have a prejudice against it. And then I don't support other people's decisions. Jacob, grow up. So then she goes and hangs out with Angela immediately after the fact. She helps Angela handwrite graduation announcements. Um, I guess this is before like Facebook was a thing. And they talked a little bit. Angela's a good friend. I'm like, you know, she knows something's happening. And that's why Bella didn't want to hang out with her in all of New Moon. I've been a fan of Angela this whole time. <laughs> but when they're done. A fangela, um, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Bella told her, I had a good time, actually. We should do something like this again. It was nice to have some girl time. Yes, and then she never does, so. Mm -hmm. Never again. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) Unless it's with Alice, which I honestly don't really count because she's only there because Edward, so. I like Alice, but I I do feel like her relationship with Alice is just exclusively because Alice is Edward's sister. Right. I have a note during the conversation with Angela, she's like, they're talking about Jacob and Edward and Mm -hmm. having some nice girl conversations. And she's like, I bet you the, the problem is jealousy. And Bella's like, no. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so later we have a conversation on 143. She's actually like, she brings it up with Edward. She's like, you're not jealous, right? And he raised one eyebrow. Do I? And she said, be serious. And he said, easily. There's nothing remotely humorous about this. And I was like, because Edward isn't a child and he can see, Bella. He's right. correct. Like, I would also be mad. I'm team Edward in this moment. I yes. mean, I understand that he goes to extremes and all this stuff and you shouldn't prohibit them from seeing each other. You should probably just break up with her. But like, whatever. He's got some weird vampire-ish connection. Mm-hmm. Vampirish connection to her. Sorry. So Edward has to go away. He goes camping, whatever. I forget why. He's hunting. And camping, hunting, 
same thing when it's them. Right. And it's just the girls. It's just Alice and Rosalie. Her The whole situation is Edward doesn't want her going back to La Push. So he has Alice kidnap her and hold her hostage. Mm -hmm. That's the summary of this situation all in all. Mm -hmm. And my note is just this is beyond toxic and controlling. This is not love. I do not like it. I'm very uncomfortable with this. Bella doesn't like it. She's also very uncomfortable with this. I'm not saying she should go and off and be with Jacob because Jacob's immature and a child. But Edward, this is not okay. This yeah. is not okay, especially because the amount of times that Bella was like, "This is I don't like this. Like I don't want to be here, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like I just want to go home." And Alice is like, "I can't do that because he promised me a Porsche if I keep you here. Like that is not cute. It's not healthy. Yuck. Yeah, it was very strange. And because we're reading this through Bella's perspective, and she's mm-hmm. just like, "I am miserable," and I'm like, "But it's just icky that she has it's to not- go through this in the first place." Yeah, it's icky that she has to go through this in the first place. And it's it's just like stand up for yourself. She just goes along with it because she doesn't want Alice to get in trouble from Edward. But it's like stand up for yourself. No, <laughs> You're a human. No you should be allowed to do what you want to do. Your boyfriend shouldn't control that for you. Or at least, like, you know, like, if you're stuck in this position and you can't do anything about it and you spend, like, one extremely uncomfortable night in that felon house, then maybe, like, self-reflect on, like, what that means. Exactly. For the longevity of this relationship that you're going to spend 200 plus years with. I can't get over that. That's a very long yes. time. It's- and then we get into Rosalie's story. I have said from the beginning I am a Rosalie fan. And Same. I This did not change. The only, I only have one note from her story. So she walks in the room and... Bella describes her. This is, I sat up sliding to the end of the sofa. Oh, she like immaturely sleeps on the sofa instead of the king size bed. Right. Whatever. Weirdo. I could never. If you have a full plush ass bed for me by myself, I'd be like sleeping like a starfish. And she's like, I'm going to sleep on the couch. I was like, you're annoying. (laughs) I sat up sliding to the edge of the sofa to make room. My stomach twisted nervously as the one Cullen who did not like me moved silently to sit down in the space. And I was like, not everything (laughs) is about you. And Rosalie explained why she doesn't like her in the last book, but... It's literally the words that I wrote down. Bella probably only heard, no, I don't want you to be a vampire, not the rest of it. She probably stopped listening because it wasn't in her... Didn't validate what she already thought. Exactly. Yeah. So she starts her story and she's like, did Edward ever tell you what, why I became a vampire? Like what my story was? And she's, uh, he said it was close to what happened to me that time in Port Angeles, only no one was there to save you. And that time in Port Angeles is when those like creepy men like were Mm -hmm. cornering her in an alley and Edward was there to save her. And we don't know what would have happened to Bella in that scenario. But like as women, we can kind of assume and no one was there to save Rosalie. And I'm like, that sounds pretty traumatic, Bella. Yeah. Is that not enough? (laughs) Like, Oh, it's what's similar to me. If yeah, it's like Rosalie's fiance. And his friends gang raped her. Yes. And she's like, well, I almost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I almost had a scary experience that who could say? And I'm like, Bella, that's pretty traumatic. And even the fact that you got saved, like, that's a very traumatic experience. Like, is that not enough for Rosalie to have been pissed off for a couple millennia? Who's to say? I'm still mad. I'm 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that she fucking murdered them. Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh, I was like, yes, bitch. That was my next note. <laughs> yeah. She, when she hunted them down mm-hmm. and she's like, I was overly theatrical. It was kind of childish. I wore a wedding dress. No. And I was like, we stand, no. Rosalie. <laughs> yeah, that's not childish. That is amazing. Amazing. That is a queen move. <laughs> the only thing I think is weird from her story is that she – Wanted a baby so bad and her friend Vera had like, you know, a normal middle class life and like got married and had a baby. She wanted Vera's life and whatever. And she said the closest thing I got to that was when I saw (laughs) – I just had a picture in my head. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. She's the closest thing I got to that is when I saw Emmett getting mauled by a bear. (laughs) And I just (laughs) – And she goes (laughs) – I just saw like his dimples that was that even oh my gosh with the dark curls and the dimples that showed even while he was grimacing in pain that strange innocence <laughs> that seems so out of place on a grown man's face he reminded me much of Vera's little Henry it's <laughs> like he's getting mauled by a bear <laughs> she's like my baby so like she's attracted to someone that reminds her of her friend's baby like okay but besides that yes rosalie i stan that's a little yeah and then i also tabbed she says just think about it a little once it's done it can't be undone and i'm i tabbed it i don't know why but i think it's because yes it can't be undone like a divorce or breakup Mm -hmm. i love rosalie um yeah she's very strange for yes I literally just have a visual of like Emmett hanging out of a bear's mouth and she <laughs> but she sees like his curls and his like one dimple, but he's like in a bear's mouth. <laughs> like limbs. Yeah, and she's like, ooh. Ooh. That's that's the one. So she in her conversation with Bella mentions that she essentially is like vaguely jealous because she's very vain. And she's vaguely jealous of Bella because she's like, Why would Edward be attracted to you and not me? Mm-hmm. Which is a little weird but like at least she admits it and she admits that she's not happy that she had that thought and i was like we all have weird thoughts that nobody's like proud of having in in your instant yeah your instant reaction to something it's not always the the one you want so i was like yeah good for you for being mature and admitting this so then she says something like even when we met tanya's clan in denali all those females edward never showed the slightest preference and then he met you and then bella says i was only half paying attention I was thinking about Edward and Tanya and all those females and my lips pressed together in a hard line. I said, but Edward is immature for being jealous of you actively cuddling with someone else. And Rosalie literally just said he wasn't attracted to me. He wasn't attracted to all those women. Mm -hmm. But he's attracted to you. And she's like, I can't even think of that. Women being near my boyfriend. Grow up. <laughs> she can't handle Edward with all these women. Uh-huh. But then she goes to school the next day. She's walking between classes with Mike Newton. Uh-huh. And Jacob's there to pick her up and be like, let's go. Like, Alice can't see me if I decide. And she's like, yeah, got it. And then she goes right with him. And she tells Mike, Mike, just say I got really, really sick, okay? He's like, all right, yeah, sure. She pecked Mike swiftly on the cheek. Thanks, Mike. I owe you one. And she sprinted away. I'm like, why? I wrote, why did what you the have fuck to, is happening right now? Why did you have to kiss Mike on the cheek? You could have just been like, thanks, friend, bye. Slap him on the shoulder, on the run cheek. away. Like, Yeah. Why? Not even just wave. She's like, thanks, buddy. Oh, you won. No, I kissed him on the cheek. 
Why? I've never kissed a male friend on the cheek as thank you. Never like, in my life. Never. <laughs> then I have another note. Is it on 171? Yes. It's kind of a uh, overview of everything, though. Okay. Did Sarah J. Moss hmm. get the idea of Tamlin from Edward? I don't know. Why? Well, how he, like, doesn't let her out of, um... like the castle or whatever and like forces this one person to like plan their way i don't know i barely remember the book i just remember her puking a lot and flipping people off and i hated it but vulgar gesture actually vulgar gesture yes um i only read them once and it was like in 2020 to be honest i don't know but i feel like he was very controlling in the second one and i'm like wow did she get the idea of tamlin from this version of edward maybe Sometimes I think about her and Rysand having sex in the sky during, like, a festival where people are looking at the sky, and I can't not think about it. I think it was in the one you didn't read. Yeah. I don't remember, to be honest, because they all they all have names that are weird to me, and they're not easy for me to remember the order. But there was, like, it was, like, a festival of, like, stars or something. Mm. And again, I read this once in 2020, so please, girlies, I understand. <laughs> okay? I clearly don't even remember Eclipse because I thought it had perspective <laughs> changes that it doesn't. Okay? Like, we're all human. So... <laughs> There was a, they were like, this is a star festival and there's a whole thing, Starfall, I think. And we're in the sky and we're fucking. And then people are looking at the sky and like, can you imagine? Like, oh, it's a fireworks festival. And you look up at the sky and there's just like this fucking guy with wings just like banging his girlfriend in the air. I would be traumatized. There's children in that city. Anyway, we're not thinking about these things. We're thinking about Bella. Maybe that's why Renee had the talk with Bella at eight years old. Because she took her to the Starfall at Polaris and traumatized oh, the child. Jesus. Where are we? I don't know. <laughs> she runs away with Jacob and she said it felt okay. great to be free. And yes. I said, you know, maybe if you hate your boyfriend so much, you should just leave him. Right. Let's think about this analytically. Let's do some self-reflection. Why are you saying free from your boyfriend? That's, yeah, Reflect. that's, I think that's why I was like... Did Sarah J. Moss think of Tamlin in the second book? I don't know. I don't know enough about it to make this judgment, but I don't know. It just gave me that vibe. Chapter 8, Temper. Page 174. They're walking on the beach hand in hand, and she says, I thought of how we must look walking hand in hand, and my note is, shut the fuck up. My note. (laughs) (laughs) That is my note, where she said, we walked on the beach hand in hand like a couple, certainly, and wondered if I should object. Yes. But this was the way it had always been with Jacob. Yes, you need to object. You should object. If you're uncomfortable, you should object. And maybe you should think of things again if you don't like how your boyfriend's kind of keeping you captive, but you like how it is with Jacob. Then break up with your boyfriend. Just make any decision at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Commit to something and then do it. Don't just do nothing and ruin everyone's life. So she- Edward comes back. Uh-huh. And my note is, I decided that you were right. My problem before was more about my prejudice against werewolves than anything else. I'm going to try to be more reasonable and trust your judgment. If you say it's safe, then I will believe you. Yay. Growth from Edward. The next line Points is what I tab. And most importantly, I'm not willing willing to let this drive a wedge between us. And I said, mature. Snaps for Edward. Snaps for Edward. Great job. Mm-hmm. He took some time away and he was like, you know what? This isn't worth just ruining my relationship with this woman who I love and I'm I'm going to trust her. Great mm-hmm. job, Edward. She was telling him him that like Rosalie told me her story. She mentioned something about a bunch of female vampires and you. 
He didn't answer, though I waited for a long moment. Don't worry, I said, after the silence had grown uncomfortable. She told me you didn't show any preference, but I was just wondering, you know, if any of them had shown preference for you, I mean. And I'm like, why does it matter? It doesn't. It does It does not matter. Because she's immature. And it, three it, pages like, after her boyfriend just showed amazing growth and personal change, yeah. she decided to double down on being a dumbass. And he, like, didn't really say anything because clearly one of them, probably Tanya, like, favored him or, like, had a crush on him. And he was... So he who was, cares? He doesn't have control over that. And if he rolled around with her, this was, like, probably before Bella was even born. Let's be honest. Yeah. And also, let's not slut shame our partners for having previous partners before we were their partners. We can't do anything about that. People exist right. in the world. People be fucking. But also, apparently not Edward, but you know what I mean. I started to panic, my heart accelerating as I imagined the gorgeous immortal rival I'd never realized I had. You don't have that rival. You don't. You don't. You have a boyfriend. Who existed 100 years before you did. So let's drop this. Gross. Chapter 9 target. I have essentially no notes because I don't care about it. Oh, we realized somebody's been in her room. Great. But um, at the beginning of the chapter, Charlie kind of like reprimands her for not talking to Jacob again. Mm Because Jacob said something mean, of course. I don't even remember what it was, but Jacob's just always be saying something. Oh, he's like, oh, I wish you were dead instead of turning into a vampire. And again, this is Jacob. That crossed the line. Saying shit all of a sudden. And Mm -hmm. she's like, gotta forgive him anyway. Of course she is. Mm -hmm. And Charlie's like, oh, it's not very, are you going to call Jacob? No, that's not very attractive behavior, Bella. Forgiveness is divine. And I said, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say to your child, Charles? <laughs> attractive behavior? Don't you don't you worry about what her behavior is attracting. It's, I don't know. I just it, I was like, no. He didn't bother me yet here. I think he's just like, oh, whatever Jacob did, you know, whatever. He says he's really sorry because he like he still hates Edward because it's still very too soon. Fair. I have a note on page 216. Jacob shows up to apologize and she forgives him to his face and he's shirtless. Mm-hmm. And he says, does my being half naked bother you? And she said, no. Jacob laughed again and I turned my back on him to focus on the dishes. Why is she always doing the dishes? Whatever. (laughs) I hoped he realized my blush was left over from embarrassment and my own stupidity and had nothing to do with his questions. And I said, yet again, Bella, I am asking you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I have one on 236 when she says that she feels like a seven-year-old being passed off like a kid for the summer when they have to meet at the border. And mm-hmm. I said, I really need Stephanie to stop making these comparisons. I don't know how much more of it I can take. <laughs> <laughs> I did note that one. <laughs> oh, my God. I was talking to my husband about this the other day. So I forget what context it was in. Oh, because oh, we were just... Wuthering Heights thing. This is the Wuthering Heights thing. Yeah. This is okay. the note that I had when I texted you about the, how I had a note similar to how Violet didn't understand that Zayden fucking here on the throne had anything, any other symbolism whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have a similar note in Eclipse about a very not similar scene. And it's the Wuthering Heights thing. Mm-hmm. Edward is like on her bed and she's asleep and he just sits next to her and reads fucking Wuthering Heights, which I have never read. But apparently it's just Twilight. So she reads this quote and I want to read the quote because Bella yes. has to summarize what it is because she only pins one line. Like the rest of the quote has nothing related to anything going on at all. <laughs> I bent my head to read the paragraph more closely. It was Heathcliff speaking, and I knew the passage well. And there you see the distinction between our feelings. Had he been in my place and I in his, though I hated him with a hatred that turned my life to gall, I never would have raised a hand against him. You may look incredulous, if you please. I never would have banished him from her society as long as she desired in his. The moment her regard ceased, I would have torn his heart out and drank his blood. But till then, if you don't believe me, you don't know me. 
Till then, I would have died by inches before I touched a single hair on his head. And Bella goes, the three words that caught my eye were drink his blood. (laughs) Isabella, you are telling me that you are an English literature girly and you love Wuthering Heights and you love Romeo and Juliet and you love English lit class and you don't have the ability (laughs) to read a passage like that and determine anything from that whatsoever other than vampires drink blood too. Or she's afraid that Edward's going to drink Jacob's blood. Yeah. I said, and that's the thing. I, you know, you see often times these high school girls in books portrayed like this. They are too good. They read Wuthering Heights and they're smart, you know, and they're the Romeo is their book boyfriend. Okay. And I feel like Bella would not be reading Twilight if Twilight existed in her like you know what i'm saying like she would she wouldn't read twilight because she'd be too cool for it because it's too new she needs to go to the ancient literature yeah she needs to read the Not classics ancient. only yeah even if like if you're a classics person that's great but if you're a classics person chances are you like have the ability to read and decipher decipher stuff and yeah. use context clues in basic analytical reading to understand more than what's on the page and this isn't even analytical reading this is just right. a straight quote from edward's brain and she's like oh vampires drink blood i shuddered i was so annoyed yes (laughs) i said i don't think we need stephanie to pinpoint the only line in that passage about drinking blood to make us feel like this was relevant to edward i said bella how the fuck is this your favorite book and you can't read context it's just fucking stupid and that's like a very good i mean obviously if stephanie included it like this is a good passage to include and like now we see where edward's internal monologue is and he just had some growth and he Mm -hmm. just said you know like i'm not going to separate you from him all the time because you know you Mm want to be with him and he's correct despite the fact that his girlfriend is incorrect he's handling this correctly now she's like you don't want me to be a vampire he's like no i don't she's worried about why you feel that way he's like if i answer your question would you explain your question and then he said you could do so much better i know you believe i have a soul but i'm not entirely convinced blah 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 I want it more than anything for myself, but for you, I want so much more. Giving in feels criminal. If there any way for me to become human for you, no matter what the price was, I would pay it. Um, Edward thought he was being selfish, and I felt this smile slowly spread across my face. And she said, so it's not that you're afraid you won't like me as much when I'm different, when I'm not soft and warm, and I don't smell the same. You really do want to keep me no matter how I turn out. So she's afraid that he doesn't want... To turn her into a vampire because he doesn't think he'll like her as much when she's a vampire and nothing that he has said or done has made us as readers think that but her as an insecure 18 year old is thinking that and that's what she's worried about. This is what we call low self-esteem. Um, I for one also had very low self-esteem as an 18 year old. Yeah, I get it but I'm incredibly annoyed. Yes. <laughs> I think this is the Getting married um, again. Yeah, this is the I'm not that girl, the one that gets married right out of high school conversation. Oh, I thought that was a new one. I thought so too, okay. but here it is. Do you realize what century this is? People just don't get married at 18. Not smart people, not responsible people. I wasn't going to be that girl that's all, not who I am, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, that's who I am, which is fair. She's like, it's just so, so embarrassing. Low self-esteem. If you were confident mm-hmm. in yourself, in your decisions, then it wouldn't matter yeah. so much. And it does, you know, as as humans, it does, you know, like everybody cares about other people's opinions of them. But you know what, Bella? I have decided recently that I care less about other people's opinions about me. I still care, but right. less than I did when I, I was care 18. care less. 
Right. I'm more confident in myself. And that's why I was really excited to be 30 because I, like, I knew it would just keep growing. So Yeah. So then he continues and he's like, is that all? And she's like, isn't that enough? And he said, it's not that you were more eager for immortality itself than for just me. And then she thinks that's funny. She said, Edward, there's no point to forever without you. I wouldn't want one day without you. The thing is, Edward, in my mind, marriage and eternity are not mutually exclusive or mutually inexclusive concepts. And since we're living in my world for the moment, maybe we should go with the times, if you know what I mean. And my note is, I see her side of things and I see his side of things. He likes the way things were done in like 1918 or whatever. But I don't understand where she says, in my mind, marriage and eternity are not mutually exclusive or inexclusive concepts since we're living in her world. Like, I don't get that. Like, maybe she wants to be immortal, but then she won't be living in her world when she's immortal. So I see her thought process and it makes sense. But without the whole vampire thing, it's kind of like ass backwards. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any right. sense. Like, if this was, like, a time travel romance, like, it would make sense because now Edward's living in her world and they're humans and she's like, let's do this the way that we do this in 2010 or whatever this is. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, got it. But now it's like, you're wanting to be a vampire, so now you're in his world, so. There aren't, yeah, they, like, almost aren't exclusive in that way. Like, I, my note was basically, like, you're never going to be apart from each other. Right. So what is the difference? If she didn't have this whole age thing, she could be like, just wait until I'm like 25 and then turn me. But that's not. She wants him to turn her now and not be married. I don't I don't know. It's, it, it, this is driving me crazy. It's like making my head spin. Like I can't understand her thought process and I try. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make any – it's like my thought process is that like if you don't care and your partner cares so much – then, like, just sign the paperwork. If you're going to be living with them for eternity in a lifetime anyway. It makes zero difference. It, if if you're both human and you're thinking about marrying someone because they like you more, don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. That's not right. what we're saying. <laughs> if you're a human being, don't listen to this advice. It's like, if you are going to, you want to be a vampire, you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person no matter what. Bella. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Bella now. You're going to spend 200 plus years. I can't get over that. That's a long time with one yeah. person. No matter what, what is the difference if you just sign a piece of paper at the courthouse and now you're married and it makes him happy? Yeah. It makes no difference to your relationship with each other. At the end of 278, she says something about like, oh, you know, like your condition is still in effect. Like the condition that like if if she wants him to be the one to turn her, then she has to marry him first. And she says, dum, dum, da, dum. I muttered under my breath. I was going for the wedding march, but it sort of sounded like a dirge. You, yeah, like you're going at this so wrong, so wrong, so immaturely too. Because don't marry him. Just don't do if it. He don't want to. Drives me crazy. So there's a graduation party, and Alice sees something. She's like, "Oh, I hate last minute cancellations. That puts the party attendance list down to 65." She goes, "65? Who canceled? Renee? Of course, Renee. Of course, she did." And 65 people don't like Bella. 65 people aren't coming for Bella. I do like the point they make later where it's like, I don't think these people are here for Bella. I think they're just like really excited to like see inside yeah. the Cullen's house. And I would be that person. Yes. I would 100% be yes. like, oh, this fucking weird girl's going. But you know what? Like, don't you want to go to the Cullen's house? Like, let's go. Right. I would, totally. I would 100% go. I would do that because I hate Bella. Yeah. But I would go to her graduation right. party so I can see their house because I'm nosy. They're talking about like this army, whatever, whatever. They're outnumbered at this point And... Bella's like, you're looking for help. I could help. I'm like, Bella. No, you can't. 
You can't. So she's like, I could get Carlisle to turn me, but if Edward did it, then it was hard to define even to myself why it mattered if it was Edward. There was just something about him being the one to make the choice, to want to keep me enough. Yeah, that's my note. Yep, to want to keep me enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to want to keep Rachel's, me enough. Rachel's, <laughs> we're, we're staring blankly at the screen when these silences are happening, just glaring. Just, you know what my favorite emoji is recently is the one that's just like normal eyes with a line for a mouth. Mm. So in my silences, just picture that emoji and that's yeah. what my face looks like. He would want to keep me enough that he wouldn't just allow me to be changed. He would act to keep me. It was childish, but I liked the yes. idea that his lips would be the last good thing I would feel. Even more embarrassingly, something I would never say aloud. I wanted the, his venom to poison my system. I, I actually kind of get that. It would make me belong to him in some tangible, quantifiable way. And my note was, a tangible, quantifiable way like marriage? <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is... Yeah, the one to keep me enough. No, 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 no. No, that's not what this is. I think the appeal of vampire romances and like vampire smut, which I haven't read, except there was one scene in The Serpent in the Wings of Night. I was going to say, you made, I bought that book. Like, yeah, no, it's it's not like smutty. Like, I'm talking about like, there's, I think, vampire romances out there where the whole, there's no plot. But I think like the whole thing, I think the whole appeal of it is there's like an intimacy to it. I don't know how to explain that, but do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I think with the whole neck thing and, like, the whole, like... The bite and the... Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing. I think there's, like, a sort of intimacy to it where I would want, if Evan was a vampire, like, <laughs> I can't even say that this straight face. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would want him to turn me. Yeah, because it's like, like... I wouldn't want anybody else. I wouldn't be going to Alice or Carlisle or anything like that. It's if I'm turning into a vampire, it's going to be the person that I'm in love with. Right. It has nothing to do with whether he wants me or not. It has to do with my comfort level. My note, and this is just a continuity error, and I thought it was funny. Mm. It's 326 and she says, oh, it was unseasonably cold. It felt like February, not May. And I said, it's June. Because is it? Yes. Because I, I took notes. So this is page 326. She said, it felt like February, not May. Page 269, she's like, it's the 4th of June? When Alice is oh. like, oh, graduation's like next week. And she's like, why would you tell me that? And she's like, it's next week. And she's like, it's June 4th? And now she's like, it's May. I'm like, no, it's not, girl. It's June 4th. Mm. And I said, where are the editors? <laughs> and then my next note is 329. Mine is also 329. Fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and say it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chapter 15, wager. She's with Jake. Sentence in the last chapter was, I'm in love with you, Bella. And she's like. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. I I stopped reading right there. I'm in love with you, Bella. I was like, I read that whole first book kind of in one sitting, except when I started it after we recorded. But I was like into all of the stories. I was into everyone's story. Bella was still annoying, but I think more people were prominent in that. Mm -hmm. Like Edward is annoying and Jacob was annoying, but like, I don't know. I just like all the side characters. And so I stopped reading and I was like, wow, this book might be four stars. Like I really like it. And then I read this chapter. This chapter gives me the egg. From now on, no, No. I'm an absolute out. I do not like this shit. So we probably have a lot of notes here. So I actually, I took, I do have a lot of notes. (laughs) I was like, yeah. I don't think I said, because I was like, I, I was so uncomfortable that my notes are all just like, I don't like this. I hate this. I hate, I hate this conversation. 
I hate everything. My note on 329 is, he says, you decide you can have me the way I am, bad behavior included or not at all. And she said, that's mean. And he said, so are you. She said, that pulled me up short and I took an involuntary step back. He was right. If I wasn't mean or greedy too, I would tell him I didn't want to be friends with him and walk away. It was wrong to keep my friend when that would hurt him. I didn't know what I was doing here, but I was suddenly sure that it wasn't good. And I said, I don't like how we learned this information, but I do agree that you are selfish. (laughs) My note on the next page, 330, is he said, I forgive you. Just try not to get too mad at me because I recently decided that I'm not giving up. There is really something irresistible about a lost cause. She said, Jacob. I stared into his dark eyes, trying to make him take me seriously. I love him, Jacob. He's my whole life. (laughs) That's where that's excessive comes in. And then he says, you love me too, he reminded me. Um, not in the same way, but he's not your whole life either. Not anymore. Maybe he once was, but he left. And now he's just going to have to deal with the consequences of that choice. Me. And I said, honestly, that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. I think later he has like a conversation with Edward or somebody. And he's just like, I think that over time, Bella would have fallen for Jacob and it would have been fine. He was telling that to Edward. He was like, if she jumped off, if she didn't jump off that cliff, you wouldn't have come back. And I think another six months, she would have been fine. I agree. My next note is 331, that he kissed her without her consent, mm-hmm. and he kept kissing her. So she just pretended. She goes, I pretended I was a statue and waited. Finally, he let go of my face and leaned away. I just said, no. no. Ick. Nope. And then she tries to punch him, but she broke her hand because she's an idiot. Next page after. And she is so adamantly like, he's like, I'll drive you. And she's like, no, I'll walk. Like she is pissed at him. And then we're just not mad anymore. So my note on 332, top of 332, just let me drive you home. And Mm -hmm. unbelievably, he had the nerve to wrap his arm around my waist. I jerked him away. And then she's like, fine. I can't wait to see what Edward does. And this like false toughness that she does. Yeah. Really is just so cringy yeah. to me. And she's like, I hate you, Jacob Black. And he's like, that's good. Hate is a passionate emotion. And she's like, I'll give you passionate. He's like, that had to be better than kissing a rock. Actually, that was really funny. <laughs> and then he, she goes, not remotely close. I told him coldly, you could just be saying that, but I'm not. And he said, you're just mad. I don't have any experience with this kind of thing. But I thought it was pretty incredible myself. And I'm like, she didn't consent, bro. Like, that's not... Yes. This is not this. None of this is okay. None of this is okay. My note no. was during this conversation, I said, I do not enjoy this banter at all. I hate this no. conversation. I hate that she let him yeah. drive her home. I hate that yeah. she's like, ooh, I'll have nightmares about you. This is all still flirty, and I hate it. Why are you yeah. talking? Like, why are you still talking to him? Why are you letting him drive you home? Why are you spending time with him in, at all? Like, you could have just punched him in yeah. the face and then stormed away. Ooh, Bill, let me drive you home. Like, I don't know. I was like, this is all still flirting to me, and I don't. I hate it. I hate it even more when she gets home. And Charlie, yeah. This I do not like. Charlie loses me. Like, I know he likes Jacob better than Edward, but your daughter is pissed. And it is known. She's like, Jacob kissed me, and she is pissed. Clearly, she has a boyfriend and a broken hand. You are a cop, Charles. Put the facts together. She clearly didn't consent to this. If this was a consenting kiss, she'd be like, you know, upset and be like, kind of, I fucked up. This was not, she is mad. She punched him. The, the, you know, she didn't consent to this. Nope. Like, that. I, nope. I, mm-mm, this, mm-mm, this whole thing. Nope. And he's like, now guys, don't fight. Cause like Edward comes and I'm just like, oh my, this is a fucking mess. Like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. I might notice literally, this is yeah. not okay. Then they're like bickering is like Edward takes her to the car. 
And he and Edward's, you know, I could kill you, but I won't because I know that'll hurt her. And then on a different, completely different note, we get to the garage and Emmett and Rosalie are working on the mm-hmm. car. Emmett is underneath of the car <laughs> acting as the jack. Yeah. I said, meanwhile, I, I love this. <laughs> I think I need Twilight told from other people's perspectives because this is just, ugh. And again, she says, I always known that I would be different. I hope that I would be as strong as Edward said I would be, strong and fast and most of all, beautiful. Someone who could stand next to Edward and feel like she belonged there. But then she's like, I'd been trying not to think about the other things that I would be. Wild, bloodthirsty. Maybe I would not even be able to stop myself from killing people. Strangers, people that never harmed me. People like the growing victims in Seattle, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, you should think about those things because you'd be immature to not. You're only thinking about someone who's going to be good enough to stand next to Edward. Like, stop thinking you're not good enough. And also start thinking about, like, the consequences of your actions. Because she's only thinking about the good things, but, like, there are right. bad and scary things and that she's... can result of you being a vampire. Exactly. You need to think about the bad things first and see if the pros outweigh the cons. This is just exhausting. Next note. What? <laughs> I thought of you in a row. Is it the khaki too. skirt? She was looking for something. Oh my gosh. So she's trying to figure out what to wear for graduation. And she's like, doesn't know what to wear. My khaki skirt lay over the back of the rocking chair, waiting for me to discover something that went with it just exactly right. Something that would make me look beautiful and grown up. (laughs) The khaki skirt, isn't it? The khaki skirt. (laughs) Something that screams special occasion. And I was, I literally, I had a note and I deleted it because then I kept reading. But I was like, how would Alice not allow her to have picked out a graduation outfit like picking out a graduation outfit is yeah. like a rite of passage it's like almost like a prom dress like yeah. you like pick out what you're gonna wear for graduation alice comes with clothes and she's complaining about how like people stole her shit and the vampire army thing fucking bella figures it out and i'm like how <laughs> this bothers me throughout the entire book because i'm like oh somebody broke into her house and stole her shit and smell like vampire and there's a vampire army in seattle and victoria's after her why can no one figure this out the entire book like this is immediately where my mind went yes and that bothers me i have a note once it's the the big reveal that it was victoria all yeah. along and i was like i didn't even think that this was a surprise like why right why do you think the statistics of like someone you're just a random human girl in a relationship with a vampire and there's four different people trying to attack mm-hmm. you or groups right. trying to attack you at one time. Like, use your right. There's one person. There's <laughs> there's one person who knew you. You're telling me that Carlisle couldn't figure this out? Nobody could figure this out? Carlisle's been around for like a gazillion years. Like, he – I don't know. That's just – I'm. I'm with you 100% because I was like, I didn't even think that this was a surprise. Like, as soon as I was like, oh, there's like a swarm of newborns. Like, that's what Victoria's been doing. Like, we haven't seen her or heard from her in a really long time. And but now they don't even know it's Victoria. They're like, oh, the vampire who snuck into her room and stole her shit is the same person as the vampire army. So we're not even there yet. We just got two out of the three. And they have like, Like, this is multiple like (gasps) moments for each of these puzzle pieces. And I was like, these are not even puzzle pieces. This is just like. I figured this. Think me and the rest of the population figured this out on page like 70. Yeah. So kind of going off this, they're going to graduation and they're like, okay, don't tell Edward. And I kind of like how Alice is like reciting shit in other languages to get Edward out of her head. Mm -hmm. And first thing she does is she, as soon as she sees Edward, she immediately tells him everything. And I'm like, this is, that's not. And then she's like, maybe this was a bad idea. And then, and then she kind of like goes down a spiral and then 
she's like, Alice wasn't there. What is she going to do? Skip graduation? What poor timing on my part. I should have waited to figure things out until after this was over. And on my note is I hope she's kidding. Because, I mean, yes, a lot of things are her fault. But I hate when she goes down a spiral of it's all my fault. And I think she, because I think she thinks she's a burden unless she's a vampire. Yeah. Well, she's got like a very one track yeah. mind. Like the only yeah. thing on her brain is that like all of this will be magically solved when I am a vampire. And it's like right. these people have existed no, for 80 plus years in, yeah. as this society. Like I think that you can trust them to figure stuff out. And not all of it is yeah. like directly revolved to like what you can do in the situation. Mm-hmm. If they say that they're not concerned or they trust you or they will protect you, like believe them. Apparently Jacob was at her graduation immediately after kissing her and being a dick about it so ick but Mm -hmm. charlie said something um she was like i thought you were on jacob's side um he said no matter what side i'm on if someone kisses you without your permission you should be able to make your feelings clear without hurting yourself essentially like you have to teach you how to throw a punch and i was like thank you charlie where was this a day ago though because that that is traumatizing for your dad to behave like that after that experience yeah and then the next chapter is alice through a rave and she's wearing a like red sparkly tank top good for her and bella is still wearing her khaki skirt and a sweater i said this is embarrassing you didn't get changed for the rave you're wearing a sweater no no and then the werewolves show up because she invited them Mm -hmm. but you know i'm glad she did because they can tell you know the new revelation that shouldn't be new Hmm. and i hate how she's like i hate this it bothers me so much this happens so many times jacob's happy that they're gonna go fight vampires now Mm -hmm. and she's like no for some reason in harry potter when harry's like i don't want anyone dying for me anymore i get that Mm -hmm. here i'm just like bella shut the fuck up i don't know the difference there's a difference so harry's doing something about it (laughs) (laughs) you might just have to stop right there okay (laughs) i feel like to her her turning into a vampire would feel like she's doing something, but like, but Bella, take that off the table. So it's not like she's like, I have a plan, and everyone like, this is my fault that this is happening. I have a plan. I'm going to help solve this problem. Like, let me coordinate. Let me take the point. Let me attack this person because it's my fault. Like, that's essentially what Harry's doing. He's like, everyone's everyone's dying because Voldemort wants me. Like, I'm going to go kill Voldemort. I'm going to take care of it myself because I don't want anyone else involved. Harry's doing something. He's like, I'm going to take care of it because it's my fault. I know it's like more than Harry's fault. It's a bigger problem but we get it but bella's like yeah no one no one fight them i don't want you to die just everyone hide (laughs) yeah i'll give up myself i'll give up myself i'll die that'll clearly stop this rampaging horde of angry vampires they'll just stop after one and then maybe they'll kill some random civilians along the way but that's fine because i don't know them (laughs) bella shut the fuck up i don't like a hero complex like there are some books where i'm like she is badass and i fucking love it but I don't like the hero complex when it's like, you are not a badass. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And yeah. like, you're not a person with a plan or like with the ability to like rally the troops and right. do something about it. You're, you're just- not a leader. You don't have any strategy. You don't have the strength or the speed or anything. Just like let the people who are trained in this do the work. Literally let the professionals handle it right. and trust them. It's- so it's like, I'd be nothing to these vampires, but if I had Jacob and Edward, like if I was in Bella's situation and they were like, okay, leave your scent, do whatever. I would do what Cheetah would do and like try to do the best I could. But if they were like, don't go to the clearing, like stay over here, I'd be very upset and uncomfortable at the thought of people fighting because of me essentially. But I'd be like, okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up and do what you tell me to do. And I'm going to sit in this tent and be okay with it. Yeah. 
so I'm going to stay out of the way. I'm going to let the people do the big boys do their job and not me. So that I just have, I have such an issue with her, the remainder of this book. And that's just my preface for it. I have like almost no, cause I a hundred percent agree. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I would do the exact same thing. I'd be like, all right, what do you need me to do? Cause I don't fucking know yeah. what I'm doing. I've never had right. I don't, like, vampires before. I trust you. You have. Right. You got I'm it. I'm going to sit this one out. So I'm going to listen to what everyone's saying so I can make sure that I'm not in anyone's way. Yeah. I have one on 413, okay. but it was just, he's like, oh, the way you regard Edward, the way you regard me is ludicrous. And I said, second. Luda. <laughs> I've had to, sp- I, like, I write quotes when I write them and I <laughs> spelled it like ludicrous and then I had to fix it because I was like, that's not how you spell that word. That's the rapper. I've been spelling ludicrous wrong my entire life. <laughs> um, I had one on 404 where they're trying to talk about things. Like, this means nothing. I'm just like, it, my note is just like, it's it's Victoria. Like, why are we not figuring this out? Yeah, I don't know why this was like a, a big reveal. At like the ninth hour, too. Like, we're like fighting people and then Victoria right. comes out of the clearing. They're like, oh, Victoria! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think this is when... She's guilt tripping. She's him. Yes. This is when she's asking Edward not to fight because she can't stand if he leaves her again and i'm like he would be gone for like an hour at most i hate that and she knows that she was being selfish she just went for the kill and said i can't stand if you leave me again because she knew that's his weakness and she like is narrating that she's faking it she's like i couldn't look him in the eyes and i was just i started to fake cry and i'm like i yeah and then she was disgusted with herself that he was comforting her and she was just guilty then he's like okay let me figure this out and he says alice could you come babysit bella for a bit and she said i wondered if i was a monster not the kind that he thought he was but the real kind the kind that hurt people the kind that had no limits when it came to getting what they wanted and i said correct i have been saying this for two books (laughs) yes selfish and self-centered and that is her whole thing never considering how other people feel or respond to the things that she does like when her concept when her actions have consequences she's like oh i have a note for chapter 20 as a whole okay and i have a note on specifically on page 447 and 446 so essentially friends bella is ready to lose her virginity Oh my god. So everyone else is hunting because they're getting ready for this fight. We're staying behind you because she guilt tripped him, yes. She's like, this is the perfect opportunity to have sex for the first time. (laughs) So she is coming on to him. And I, you know, kind of like this where she's like, before you turn me, before I marry you, I want this human experience of sex. And I was like, Bella, that is valid. Very valid. In that point and that point alone, I am with her. Right. The way she goes about it. With her. Is so uncomfortable. The way she goes about it is very cringe, but you know, she's 18 and has never done this before. So whatever. So he's like, no, I could break you. Hot. And she's worried that she won't be the same physically after. Then he goes, Bella, I could kill you. And my note is. It has been so long since I've read a smut. <laughs> okay, it has been so long since I read a smut book. Why is Edward saying, "Bella, I could kill you"? Turning me on right now. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, yes, all the more reason. He's like, I could break you. I was like, oh no. <laughs> So I think right when we're done breaking dawn, I'm just gonna, just gonna go on a Kindle Unlimited spree. 
Yeah, just grab the Kindle Unlimited and <laughs> I started reading one that's like Insta Love, and the people in the comments are like, "Oh," in the comments, the Goodreads reviews like, "Oh, it's Insta Love." They make out the first chapter. I was like, "Great, perfect, <laughs> made it." So then he like proposes in a really, I don't know. I kind of I couldn't. It I don't know. It made me cringe. The whole thing just made me cringe and it kind of made me seem like is she only marrying him because she wants to have sex with him like is that why she's like he backed me in a corner to say yes like she's like oh like my plan flip-flopped and it turned on me now i'm saying yes to marrying him yes because i want to have sex with him before i'm turning into a vampire it's like okay (laughs) i have some subtle like notes about her attempt at seduction which i just it made me laugh so she goes onto the bed this is her her move is that she goes onto the bed Went onto the huge gold bed, plopping down on the edge and then sliding to the center. I curled up in a ball, my arms wrapped around my knees. I said, sexy. Really showing off your boobs. Yeah, there. just really, really showing off your confidence. <laughs> and then on page 442, she's like, I couldn't believe how awkward and idiotic I felt. Correct. I was too innocent, which was, of course, central to the discussion that I didn't have the faintest idea to how to be seductive. I was like, okay, fine. I get it. You know, it's your first time. And she said, I would just have to settle for flushed and self-conscious. And I said, please try anything else. <laughs> Page 444, my note is just, I'm dead. This is so embarrassing. She's like, oh, he says no. And he's like, you know, because I could kill you. And then she starts to cry. <laughs> I get it. She's so embarrassed. I was I like, this it. is so embarrassing. He said, you're too desirable for your own good. And she said, who's mm-hmm. being silly now? I doubted if awkward, self-conscious, and inept added up to desirable in anyone's book. And then I said, I also doubt it. But according to Stephanie's book, apparently it does. Because everyone <laughs> is in love with her for no fucking reason. She says, getting married is a stretch for me. I'm not giving in unless I get something in return. And I said, the concept of not getting anything out in return out of marrying the so-called love of your life is probably a red flag about the relationship. Yes. Well, marriage is not a trend. Like, it's, it is. But it's not a transaction. Like, you don't. What do I'm getting right. out of this? If you can't see that you're getting something out of being married to this person, then don't marry them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Page 456. Gah, married this summer, I shuddered. And then maybe it wouldn't bug me so much if I hadn't been raised to shudder at the thought of marriage. I said, there it is. Yeah. I mean, she admitted that right in the beginning in New Moon. She was like, because of Renee, I don't want to get married early. It's like, okay, that tracks. They decide they're going to elope in Vegas. And Alice Mm -hmm. is just being rude because she's mad about it. And I was like, I love her. She's like, oh, it's it's cold. It's going to snow. And Alice is like, wear a jacket. I think somebody needs to be like that with Bella more. Yes. They're talking about the wedding. And he said, I'm not, I want this to be what you want it to be. And she says, I repressed a sigh. It would hurt his feelings if I told the truth that it didn't really matter because it was all just varying degrees of awful anyway. My God. And I said, call me old fashioned. But <laughs> I just don't think you should marry someone if this is how you feel about the wedding. Yeah. If you feel dread instead of excitement. that This is not I okay. Just, I don't think that that's... Um, so Jacob shows up for some reason, and they're talking about the kiss. He asked if it was better than Edward, because he's like, Edward is the only per. She said, Edward is the only person I've ever kissed. And he said, besides me. And she said, I don't count that as a kiss, Jacob. I think of it more as an assault. Yes. And he said, ouch, that's cold. Well. Like, no, that's that's the goddamn truth. That's what Well, that you is. assaulted her, so I don't like him. And he's like, I think 
I think it's easier for you to be near me when I'm not human because you don't have to pretend you're not attracted to me. And she says, my mouth fell open with a little popping sound. I snapped it shut once, grinding my teeth together. I was like, Bella, just fucking my whole shtick. Mm-hmm. The takeaway for me in this book is that like make a decision and just stick with it. It doesn't even matter. I think that's the point. But like, it doesn't matter what the decision yeah. is, Bella. Just do anything. She doesn't do yeah. anything. I like chapter 20. I'm sorry, chapter 22. Mm-hmm a lot because it was just Edward and Jacob bantering the entire time and Bella was awake but like pretending to be asleep or she was doing the thing or she's like this is a weird dream she basically wasn't talking or thinking it was just Edward and Jacob going back and forth and I loved it I hate the beginning where he has to like get in the sleeping bag and cuddle her for warmth and then they Edward poor Edward has to stare at it I feel bad for him and I hate that experience but I do really enjoy when they're talking and she's half asleep and they like get to know each other a little bit more and they kind of like yeah. say like you know if that's if she's choosing you then like I'm going to have to live with that kind of thing and they're very mature about it. So the next morning I do not like Me this. Me either. It's Jacob's piece now. He's got to go check on a few things or something. They're talking about the favorite nights that they have and Edward said how about like the night where you agreed to marry me and he did it because he knew that Jacob was close enough to hear it. Mm-hmm. And my note is on page 515 where he asks are you angry at me and she said not you I'm horrified at me I I don't know my whole thing is she needs to give herself a break like yes she needs to end her friendship with Jacob but my god she needs to understand that Edward was acting petty and she was set up and I really don't think she actually wants to marry him and I don't know she just needs to be like she needs to be pissed at Edward and be like full-on pissed at him like that that was wrong like I'm not ready to tell anybody and then leading on to page 516, where he was like, I'm sorry, I did that. She's like, you didn't do anything. It's my fault. I did this. I, sh- I did everything wrong. I could have when he, I shouldn't have. And then she's like, I'm sobbing. And I'm just like, whine, whine, whine. Oh my God. Be pissed at Edward. Not yourself. You weren't ready to tell people. Shut the fuck up. My gosh. I had a note on 515 that just said, because you don't communicate, Bella, with the clapping emojis in between, but I don't even know what it was. Oh, because... Every time I turn around, I'm hurting him again. I'm a hideous person. I was just like, you're hurting people because you don't don't... communicate with anybody. Yeah, she's like, I'm mad at myself. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be leading him on like this. Holding hands, you're cuddling. He totally thinks that he has a chance because you're letting him do this. And he finds out that you're engaged and he's all upset. But he finds out that you're engaged because Edward knew he was close by and did that on purpose. And now he's playing a petty game. If she was mature and communicated, she'd be like, look, I'll tell him. But when I'm ready, like, just not right now. And Edward would probably be like, okay. But instead, he had to do this. Well, it's so. kind of like what he did. I just had this thought. What he did with um, with Charlie about the plane tickets is that she was just never going to do yeah. anything about it. She was going to let them expire. And he was like, I'm going to tell Charlie about the plane tickets and force her into a confrontation so something happens. What I mean, probably wasn't the right move, but, like, it's right. like a chess move where, like, now you have to do something, Bella. Like, And then she does. So he calls Jacob back because she's all upset. So Jacob comes back and he leaves them alone. He's like, I know you don't want an audience. Whatever. I'm going to go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And Jacob manipulates her because he's like, I'll die, whatever, in this battle. And she's like, kiss me, Jacob. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, she just really needs to pick none of them and figure her shit out. This is ridiculous. I have a note on 522. She's like crying. And he's like, just say the words and be done with it. Just 
fucking break up with me. She said, I'm sorry I'm such a rotten person, I whispered. I'm sorry I sh- I've been so selfish. I wish I'd never met you so I couldn't hurt you the way I have. I won't do it anymore, I promise. I'll stay far away from you. I'll move out of the state. You won't have to look at me ever again. And my note is, this is stupid and somehow still selfish. And then on the yeah. next page, 523, <laughs> Jacob says, there's a pretty serious fight brewing down there. I don't think it will be that difficult to take myself out of the picture. And I said, this is stupid and somehow still selfish. This whole conversation is so <laughs> immature and stupid and neither one of them should be yeah. making any decisions. Acting on their impulses, I should say. They should be making decisions and like thinking about them. And then somewhere on 528, she said that he had been right all along. He was more than just my friend. That's why it's so impossible to tell him goodbye because I was in love with him too. I loved him much more than I should and yet still nowhere near enough. I was in love with him but it was not enough to change anything. It was only enough to hurt us both more, to hurt him worse than I had. I have a note with just the emoji that I talked about. So she loves him romantically, but not as much as she knows, or not as much as she loves Edward. So she knows she's still going to be leading him on, but asked him to kiss her anyway, is what I gathered from this. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And then two pages later, she's like, kiss me. In chapter 24, 531, Edward says, are you all right? And he said, she said, no, I want to die. I'm like, okay. I just tapped it. No words needed. Flat face emoji. <laughs> she's mad that Edward's not mad. And she's like, I don't care that it's cold here. I don't care that I stink like a dog. Make me forget how awful I am. Make me forget him. Make me forget my own name. Fight back. And she's like mad that he's not mad that she kissed jacob so i'm like is she just doing this all for attention what the fuck is happening it also just genuinely kind of gives me the ick that you just like aggressively made out with jacob and then 20 minutes later you're trying to aggressively make out with someone else yeah it's very pick it's gross i'm like you know like you still have his breath on your mouth like what do you i don't know it's just weird like you kissed someone else yeah. 10 minutes ago and it's not like a party and you're going and just back- like running around making out with people. I don't know how this works. I don't know. And was- you're going back to your fiance yeah. and you're mad that he's not mad that you kissed somebody else. Like this is this is so weird. so weird. Oh, she's trying to like have sex with him right now. He said like we would try before you turn into a vampire but like make no promises kind of thing and then she's like, "Why not? We could try right now." And like that's what the fight back thing was. And then he said mm-hmm. like we will try, Bella. I'll make a good good on my promise, but I'd much rather it wasn't a reaction to Jacob Black. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Edward. And I don't like how yeah. everything that she does is a reaction to her feelings for Jacob. Like, everything she does for Edward, even later, I have a note when they, like, try to start planning the wedding, is a reaction mm-hmm. to her feeling guilty about Jacob. Like, she's... It's mm-hmm. all very, like, attention-y. It's very much like, and- I can't get what I want from this person, so I'm gonna go do something else. And that was New Moon. Everything that she wanted, she did everything with Jacob as a reaction to Edward. And then we have the Victoria reveal that everyone, no one saw coming. (laughs) Yeah, and like, okay, it was kind of anticlimactic. Everyone's dead. We fight it and everyone's dead. And then the note, the moment that I meant, like briefly mentioned earlier that there was a moment that I really liked in this book that's completely unrelated to everything is at the end, Seth is his little dog form, Seth the the wolf Mm -hmm. who was there. And Edward says, yeah. nice teamwork. And they like fist bump with Edward's yes. <laughs> and Seth's nose. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> I could read about like the vampires and the werewolves all day. Just take Bella out of yeah. it. I could read about this fight and the preparation for that fight more so than from, I don't want to read it from Bella's perspective. Yeah. During the fight, she like takes a rock and she like cuts her arm open for a distraction. And I love the reveal that they have on page 559. 
that she's like, I wanted to help. Seth was hurt and like I needed to do something. And yeah. Edward's like, no, Seth was faking being hurt for like another distraction. Yeah. And like you did not help at all. And I, my note was that <laughs> I actually love that they didn't need Bella's help at all because <laughs> she's genuinely <laughs> so useless. If Edward was just like, stay right there, I'd be like, I'm I'm sat. Like, I'll just sit right. here. I'd be like behind a tree, just facing away. Just like, got, got it. it. <laughs> and then we have the Volturi. I don't know why that they're there. Pointless. I don't it, it was literally fucking pointless. Just the fact that they know that Bella's not a vampire still. Great. Okay. Like they came and then they left. Like it was really nothing. Right. And then, but I will say that she saw this girl, this newborn vampire who was like, oh my God, I want to eat everybody. And then of course she doesn't care about the fact that this girl is suffering and clearly in, in a lot of pain and like in a lot of emotional mm-hmm. torture. She's like, am I going to be like that? And I'm like, shut yeah, maybe think about that. Like, now you're seeing it firsthand. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I trust Edward. Okay. We're in chapter 26 in chapter now. chapter 26, ethics. ethics. We've skipped, like, six chapters because they were all stupid. It was, like, supposed to be dramatic, but it was <laughs> yeah. all, like, great. It was We not. fought. We killed people. Not. We all win. No one got hurt. No one, I mean, Jacob got hurt, but, like, nobody died. Everyone's fine. Right. The so then at the end of this fight, so Bella, presumably, according to Charlie, was, like, at a sleepover with Alice the whole time. So then they go back to the Cullen house, and Alice is, like, putting makeup and butterfly clips in her hair and pretending like she was at a sleepover. And she said, part of being a Cullen is being meticulously responsible. And my note is, Bella will not be good at this. <laughs> no, definitely not. And she's all worried about Jacob. And I, again, I want to see, like, Carlisle mending Jacob. And, like, Sam had a get him to break his werewolf form because Carlisle couldn't help him. Like, I want to see that whole dynamic. Sam and Carlisle, like the two leaders working together, Carlisle can like help men Jacob. Yeah. Like they're mortal enemies. And they had like an alliance like, where want... he was like allowed on the reservation to go help him. Yeah. Like, that is more interesting to me. Because not only is he allowed there, he's allowed to like treat him and they're letting him experiment essentially trusting in him to use his best judgment on how to heal one of their pack members who's supposed to be their chief or something yeah you kind of get that whole thing from charlie's perspective where he was like and even edward was there like he's kind of a good kid like he looked like he was worried for his own brother and i was like i i want to see that Mm -hmm. but instead i get bella upset you know (laughs) she's ready to go see jacob and charlie's like hey like i just want you to know that i'm worried that you're gonna be saying goodbye to me soon too and and she's like i don't need this right now because your dad cares about you she talks to jacob and i have a note on 592 she's trying to break up with jacob i don't even get this i just reread the line i'm like i don't even know where this fits into this conversation this is so out of pocket (laughs) so she's like how are you feeling he's like a little stone dr fang isn't sure how much pain medication i need right like you were saying i think he overdid it but you're not in pain no at least i can't feel my injuries he said smiling i bit my lip i was never going to get through this why didn't anyone ever try to kill me when i wanted to die yeah what was that that? what i read that i was like where is that my note was get a journal or something jesus christ (laughs) Um, so then she breaks up with him by saying the whole thing about, you know, he just wants me to be happy. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so sorry. We're crying. And he's like, I'll be your friend, but I hate you. It's all, uh. I kind of see where he's coming from because he's like, oh, so you're getting married. And she's like, look, we don't have to talk about that. And he's like, well, I would kind of like to know some details. I don't know when I'm going to talk to you again. She said, it's not really my idea. But yes, it means a lot to him. I figure why not? And I kind of like this because he's like, well, is it happening before or after? And she said after. And he was like. 
are you scared? And she said, yes. And then I liked that conversation. But yeah, she's crying and she's all upset. And she's upset all fucking night. He says, what are you afraid of? And she said, lots of things. I've never been much of a masochist, but I've pinpointed it. Because I said, there's... I, Jesus, there's I know. There's again. I didn't want to waste another <laughs> note on it. Like a little tab. And at some point she goes home. Like she heads home and she... Or she pulls over or whatever. And she's like, I could feel the control slipping. And I said, what control? <laughs> okay. On 610, she's, like, crying in Edward's arms overnight, and he's just sitting there. Can you imagine being Edward? No. Oh, my God. On 610, she's, you may be braver enough or strong enough to live without me if that's what's best, but I can never be that self-sacrificing. I want to be with you. It's the only way I can live. And I said, yeah. I just don't feel like you should be with anyone if this is how these boys right. are making you feel. Later on, he, I don't know, they're in the meadow, and he, I think he, like, tried to have sex with her or something, and she was like, no, you're right. Like, let's wait. Oh, my God. And he's like, why? Yeah, like, why are we getting married? And she's like, oh, well, like, because Alice wants this, and it'd be better for Charlie and Renee, whatever, whatever. He's like, I think you're doing this for, like, other people. And I was like, thank you, Edward, because Alice got her dress. And I'm like, she's like, oh, that's fine. Edward will like that. I'm like, how about you make a decision yourself and, like, get a dress for yourself? She has never made a single decision in her life. Yeah. She doesn't even dress herself. Alice yeah. dresses her. And then on page 616, 615, he says, Esme is they're talking about when the wedding date. And she's like, oh, it has to be August 13th. He asks casually after a few moments of comfortable silence. And she goes, that gives me a month till my birthday. I didn't want to cut it too close. And then mm-hmm. he said, Esme is three years older than Carlisle. Technically, did you know that? I shook my head. It hasn't made any difference to them. And then she goes, my age is not really that important, Edward. Yes, it, that was literally. In- I'm ready. I've made chosen yeah. my life. Now I want to start living it. Again, she's making this decision based off of the conversation she just had with Jacob. Yes. And literally you started the sentence by talking about how it was specifically you had to get married on this yeah. date because it was right before your birthday and you didn't want to turn into yeah. a 20 year old. And you're like, it's not really my age doesn't really matter. <laughs> and I said, no, Bella, that was the whole plot point in this book. And I think she needs to, if age isn't really a thing, then how about you go to college, come back, circle back to this decision at 25, see how you still feel. So that that's Eclipse. And then we have a chap, an epilogue with Jacob, and he gets invited to the wedding, and he's mad about it, and he runs away, and Leah's there, and Leah had a sex dream about Bella, which I love that for her. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. She keeps seeing into Jacob's brain, and he runs away, and he's running away all of his problems, end of book. That was Eclipse. On a more important note, what do you think this thread is doing? Is this my patience? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This was always my favorite cover, I think. But yeah, I have no idea. I don't know how the chess piece and the apple and And the the flower. I think it's like an Adam and Eve reference, I guess. The flower, I don't get at all. And other than just being pretty and red. And what is this fraying ribbon? I think it's the same thing. I think it's my patience with this woman. I agree. (laughs) Well, we have one more to go. So, Besties, if you've listened this far, thank you. (laughs) I personally listened to our New Moon episode twice because I really enjoyed it. So, (laughs) And we're going to go read another longest of the books. Okay, bye. besties thanks for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts and we will see you monday with another episode bye bye